Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, it is a very, very positive start to the season here. A 2-0 victory away at Derby County. I don't think he'd gone much better. To help me talk through today's events, I've been helped, help, joined by Eric. Hi, Eric. Hi, good evening. I've also been joined by Sam Stevenson. Hello, I guess it's just been a long summer, hasn't it? And when I say long, it's not long at all. I'm just overexcited. I think that's what it is, Sam, basically. <laughs> just seeing actually a genuinely a decent performance from every single player, Eric. Do you think that's a fair comment? Yeah, I think so. I, don't, I can't think of one player having a bad game. You know, it was, uh, it was a good all-round performance. And we were saying just before we, we started the recording that it's been a long time since we could say that we fully deserved the, the three points um, against a... You know, I don't know. Derby looked quite average, didn't they? But even so, we, we had to put them to the sword and we did. So, Yeah, totally. And we could have had more goals. But the goals that we scored, Sam, were beautiful, particularly the second one. Lucas Jow and that flick. Just talk us through it. I think the thing that I liked the most about the second goal was it was a combination of being about as route one as it can be, but also being incredibly skillful. Um, and before the game, there was a lot of talk about, like, what's the formation going to be? And the manager kind of said, I don't really want to talk about formations and we don't need to worry about stuff like that. And that worried me, but actually seeing goals like that, seeing that we are willing to just whack a ball long and we've now got a player who can control it, hold it up, bring others into play as he did for that second goal um, was fantastic. And, and also like he's got a height and strength, right? That first goal. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't like a, a bullet header, but he scored one of them the other week against Colchester and then he was at the back post today and, and uh, managed to flick the ball into the goal and yeah I just think difference, isn't it? Um, and, and that like we've seen performances like this at times last season but we've just struggled to do anything in that kind of final third um, today I think having Zhao in the team showed you what we missed at times last season and and yeah he really was the difference. He's that cutting edge, isn't he? For all the reasons yeah. you just said, he holds it up, he links it. But I've got to say, on that second goal, there was a lovely block, which I think Eddie, on, um, who's been on the podcast, put a video up of Liam Moore blocking the Derby player. And it's something they've clearly worked on with a perfect, you know, simple passing from Elise. But, you know, these things can go wrong. But you can look at the first goal as well in kind of like detail. Before that, we had a really good chance from Lucas Jowell. When pressing, throughout the whole of that first half, we pressed Derby so high. And Derby, let's be frank, they looked crap, didn't they? We, I don't know whether that was just us or the impact that we had on them. But Lucas Jowell could have had two or three today, couldn't he? Yeah, and you think back to last, last season, we had a really good spell at, at Christmas and, and Lucas Jowell was in the side. So you do start to think, actually, he... He is a real difference maker. And I think the, the rumour was that we paid sort of five million quid for him. So you think for five million pounds, we've, we've got a really decent player there. Um, and the, the key this season just has to be, can he stay fit? And if not, can we replace him? Because I don't think Baldock Pushkas does the same job in, in any way. Then you have to switch the way you play. So if Lucas Zhao could, could stay fit, you, you, you feel a bit more optimistic about our chances to actually do something this season. Yeah, definitely. It's key, isn't it? Um, as mentioned in the pod that we did during the week, I don't think he's ever done more than 25 games in a season. So that is a bit of a worry. But maybe that's why we're trying to get in Pedro Mendes, who allegedly, I've never seen him play, 
is a similar type of player. I'm not saying he'll be at the same level. But another player who really stood out for me today was Ovi Ajaria. Now, that is the magic that we want to see from Ovi Ajaria, wasn't it, Sam? Yeah, I mean, it's... It... Obviously, over the summer, we weren't sure whether we were going to be able to hold on to him. And he definitely is the kind of player that we need in our side because he can, the same, I guess, the same way Swift can, he can unlock a defence when you're not playing well. Um, obviously, today we were. When you're playing well, he's the player you want in the squad because he will find the space, he'll find the link up play. Um, and if he can improve his end product, and I know he scored today, but if he can consistently improve his end product, he's going to be. Um, a player that should be playing Premier League football. Um, but, yeah, he was he was top quality again today. Um, obviously, it looks like he might have a minor niggle, um, uh, maybe hamstring or maybe a bit of cramp, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, every time he got the ball, he always looked to run at his man. He'd be twisting and turning. You know, he'd, he'd look for the pass, but it's almost like he looks to beat his man first. And I, I like that. It's exciting, you know. Um, so, yeah, another player that if we can keep him fit, you know, his link-up play with Elise and, and Swift is, is as good as any in the championship, I think. So, there, um, there was a lot of comparisons of, of Ajari and Eze with QP, from QPR last year. And I think the big difference was Eze had that end product and he's just gone for yeah. 20 million quid. Um, yeah. Arguably, if Ajari can hand that end product, he's even more skillful than Eze, I would argue. And, yeah, that, that's the type of player he is. He just needs to consistently produce assistant goals like Sam said yeah totally and alongside him had Elise who didn't have such a devastating game but I'd say he did a lot of the tracking back defensive wise and obviously had an assist for the first goal but it kind of like this is a real big season for Michael Elise I think he's obviously still a very young player so he's not going to make or break him but I feel he has to be a player who's going to be playing 25-30 games this season to push on and as we've just been saying about Ovi Ajaria that final part <clears throat> get that final pass a little bit more consistent we could have a really dynamic middle three there couldn't you you have Swift, Ijaria and Elise I mean that is players two of them can go past the player with ease and Swift can really see a pass quite quickly it's a little bit exciting Sam isn't it? It is and I think you can look at it one of two ways right and both of them are good so we'll go we'll start there one of them is obviously you know as you said we could end up with a really dynamic um uh, kind of free-flowing style of football with those players in play, especially with Laurent and, um, and, and Rinomota playing behind them and breaking up play and winning the ball back and doing all that kind of stuff. Um, on the other hand, you've also got some really, really saleable assets. So whichever way you look at it, right, if we, go, if we get playoffs this season or something like that and we end up having a great year um, and go up with players like this or manage to hold on to them for another few years, fantastic. But even if we don't, I think, Given you know the fact we've sold our tra uh, training ground and we've sold our stadium and all that stuff, um, the talk has been over the next few years. You know what are we going to do financially? How are we going to kind of sustain ourselves? And this is probably the way we'll do it. You know if we've got players like Ajaria who, in a year, might be worth ten million. Swift's probably not that far off that now. Um, at least say you'd imagine will be five six at this point if we were to let him go. Um, I think, you know, whichever way you look at it, it's, it's positive for the club. Um, so it is, it is really, really exciting and, and they look so good today. Yeah, and I was concerned before the match that we wouldn't have enough time to set up properly. It'd be a little bit disorganised and Mipanovic coming in so late. 
but it, it looked the total opposite. We looked the most organized as a whole team in all the areas of the pitch that possibly we've done for years, Eric. I mean, that's just such a amazing yeah. impact. So in one game, and I'm not going to say we're going to win the league, but yeah, of course we are. I'm just kind of like, you know, just there were so many good signs in that match. Yeah, I, I really like um, the, the the formation, right? It, it's keeping it simple. You have your four back four, and then you have your two midfielders in front. And the, the thing that we were sometimes lacking last season, you felt, was a little bit of physicality in the middle. But with Laurent and Rinomoto, you've got lots of legs there, so they can get about, even if Elise and Ajaria are, are, are left up on the pitch where they've attacked, you know, they, they run and cover those positions. So you, you immediately feel like we're a little bit more solid and a little bit harder to break down. And uh, yeah, that show today. But Derby, they had what, a couple of shots from quite a long range. But other than that, not really any sort of clear-cut chances. No, it's but the easiest afternoon Raphael's probably had in a red and shirt, Sammy. I don't think he had to really make one serious save. There was a long-range shot at the beginning of the second half, and there was one late on in the second half. But either of them, you think, if he lets that in, that's a clagger, isn't it? Yeah, there was one, I think, that made me laugh. I can't remember who it was he saved from, but he made a save and then the Derby player ran in and rather than controlling the ball, just kind of ran over the top of it and left it. Uh, and we just slowed it down and played out from the back. But um, yeah, it was, you know, it was great to be able to come away from the game today and say across the board, everyone looked great. Um, I think, I know I'm kind of switching topics a little bit here, but like more coming back in as captain again after being kind of dropped from that position a bit over the summer under Bowen and him not having putting in the best performances, especially since lockdown, um, kind of things started to reopen again and we started to play um, play again. Um, I think people would have been a bit worried about more coming back in, saying, "All oh, right, he's you know he's captain again, he's centre of defence," but the whole team looked fantastic, um, yeah. and uh, we we kept Derby to even towards the end of the game, right? That last ten minutes or so, they start to push us a little bit more, create a little bit more, but they didn't really have any clear-cut chances at all. Um, and I think that's testament to the, to the, to the defence and to the midfield, like, you know, really grafting hard, even late in the game. Um, and yeah, just across the board, it just looks so much better, doesn't it? It was. I mean, even when they brought on Wayne Rooney, which is always a little bit of a worry because he's still got immense talent. There was a lovely bit just at the end, I think, when Jao was just tussling with him. He just kind of said, no, 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 this is my ball. You, you were the past and you were great, but I'm now here. <laughs> this is the championship. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, we know Wayne Rooney is a little bit better in his past. We all know that. <laughs> but just enjoy it. It's a fan of an excitement. It's kind of, there'll be lots of people listening saying, oh, Paul, you're getting too overexcited. Yeah, I am. I am definitely getting too overexcited. And why not? <laughs> It's a fan, isn't it? You've got to get involved with it, Eric. Because last few years have been dreadful. We've had some real downtime, so we, we we just need to take the time and just enjoy it, right? We um, had season after season and mediocrity. This season might still follow the same pattern, right? It might be Derby were terrible, and we they they made us look good. You don't quite know. I, I don't think that was the case, but you just never know. First game of the season. Um, Philip Koku might be an early contender for for the sack race. You know, you just don't know that type of, of detail yet. But we we just looked. It was the complete performance, um, and yeah, we gotta gotta try and be a bit optimistic. I, I, I've been very pessimistic leading up to the season. We've been talking a lot, and uh, today I, I don't feel as pessimistic anymore. I feel good. I think the the worry for me is um, it's just the, the the strength in depth, right? If we get a few injuries, that might be a, a, a 
a different story. Uh, but we obviously have a little bit of time left until the transfer window shuts and there's rumours of signings. So let's hope that, um, that, that comes to the fore. Yeah, definitely. One of the signings that we have made, I thought played really well again today, was Josh Lauren. He didn't do anything exceptional, but he did all the work that allowed, instead of having Swift sitting deep in that role, which he has sometimes, we've now got Josh Lauren and we've got Rinomoto, and they both kind of like dovetail perfectly, Sam, didn't they? Yeah, they do. They give um, uh, the attacking players all the space and, and time they need. It means they don't need to backtrack as much. Um, and it definitely means that, you know, someone like Swift isn't playing as a quarterback anymore. He's kind of, you know, able to get up the pitch and link up with the player, the front, uh, the front players. Um, and, and with a player like Zhao, that's what you want him doing because Zhao will bring players like Swift into play. But it also bodes well for, you know, those times where maybe one of those players does get injured. We know that we have players who can slot in there temporarily. So, yeah, it's a great position to be in. But um, Lauren looked great today. Um, I think I think he's a similar player to Rinomoto. I think Rinomoto's probably a little bit more box-to-box. Um, but they're both just high-energy, break-up play, give the ball to the creative players. That's what it tends to be. Um, and, yeah, it's just... It's, it just feels really good to have like at least a starting eleven that feels solid and players like Pushkas on the bench and you know and even seeing Aluko come on today, you know, I, I didn't think he was awful against Colchester last week and having a player like that that you can bring in late on um, uh, is great. Mate to come back, you know, we've we've got a lot of players in and around the squad who are a, a solid. It's just um, when was just the last wingers, time we had it? when was the last time we had two centre midfielders with that much energy? It was probably Legit Wood and Carajan. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because even in the team, the 106 team, Sigwell didn't have that energy level, did he? He obviously had a lot of different um, attributes, certainly. But yeah, having that much energy, if we can keep that, those players fit, which is always the problem with Reading, I find, is this kind of our injury <laughs> history in the last few years has not been great. But if we can do that, there's definitely positive signs there. And kind of bringing in a couple of new players. We need that cover on the fullbacks and the central midfield defensively, not attacking-wise. But it kind of, I just think that we're going to go in the right direction here. And I think it just, if you get a positivity amongst the fans, I think it helps everything. And it's such a shame that we can't actually go to the game. Who would have thought that we'd be absolutely kind of like really disappointed that we can't go and watch a league cup? Maybe this wouldn't have happened. Maybe this wouldn't have happened if we were there. You never know, like yeah. the pressure might have put the players um, but yeah, it's going to be, you, you are, you're absolutely right on that point. I just, um, I just think in isolation, you know, we'll, we're all in this situation. Who gives a crap? Like if we, if we get something out of this season, fantastic. Um, challenging for anything is, is building on what we did last season, isn't it? So, because um, there was a point after coming back from lockdown where people were talking about possi- the possibility of getting players. We were only like four or five points off. So we weren't that far off and we just threw it away. Um, but, you know, we really weren't that far away. And I think the squad's, you know, obviously it's not better than it was last season, but the way they played today was definitely better than almost anything we saw at any point last season um, in terms of cohesiveness anyway. So, yeah, as long as we can keep players fit, I think, we're, I think you know, it's going to be great. Yeah, definitely. And the only kind of issue we're going to have going forward is if Lucas Chow keeps on playing this well and scoring and all these different things, which is great. Then you've got someone like George Puska sat in the background and players want to play, don't they? Are we going to see some matches maybe when we play two up front? 
I don't know. It's, it's all these things with the new manager. We know so little about Eric. The possibilities are all there with our squad. Some of the areas in the attack. Yeah, it's a good problem to have. You think today we were missing our top scorer from last season, Mate. Uh, we were missing McIntyre, who probably wouldn't have started anyway. But you know, it's, it's not too bad. I say the, the areas that we really um, that we really thin. It looks thin anyway. Is the fullback area and potentially like yeah, if we lose a centre midfielder, <clears throat> um, something like that. But um, if Pushkas is sat on the bench because Joao is performing, uh, I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, totally. So we're going to move now forward onto the game against Luton Town during the week. I mean, would uh, would you want to see any of those players that played today playing against Luton Town, sir? Um, yeah, I, only because we're only... Uh, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's a very, very weird situation given that we don't know how fit anyone is. We don't know how much training they've actually had um, and how they'll kind of last. So I'd say, yeah, on the face of it, you'd want the new manager have, to have as much time, especially in games like that, with the players. Um, it's a good opportunity to set the team up the way you want to and, and have a real go at doing that again. But at the same time, it's like you do, you do have to nurse the players this season because we've got a shorter season and as many games to still play. Um, so, you know, whichever way you look at it, it, I don't know. It's a tough one. I think, I think, yes, I'd like to see him start that team, but not if there's a chance that players will get injured. Maybe give Pushkas a start if he, if he fits the system, I don't know, but um, only because I'm worried about Jao. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't play Jao. I mean, I'd definitely bring in Mata. He's got to play, hasn't he? Because he needs to have match fitness as well. Yeah. I would yeah. bring in McIntyre as well. But you wouldn't want to make loads and loads of changes, but you've also got that balance with the areas that we've just been talking about, the fullbacks. You'd be very wary of playing either of those players because if either of them was to pick up an injury, Eric, we could be in a really tricky situation. Yeah, it's a a difficult one, isn't it? Like Sam said, you want to kind of continue the positive momentum. At the same time, Ajaria went down today. Laurent went down with possibly a little bit of cramp. So you'd, you'd say, okay, well, maybe give those two a rest. Maybe give Joao a rest. Um, and then you don't want to risk injury, but you can't. You can't really go into a game thinking, "Oh, this player might get injured." You have to kind of just go for it, don't you, with what you have at the time. But um, I, don't, I wouldn't mind seeing four or five changes, seeing what giving those players a chance. You know, maybe Pushkas, maybe McNulty, Aluko, those types of fringe players will will get some minutes. Um, we obviously still have a couple of days to to sign a player as well, so you never know. Someone might come in and might get a half hour cameo. Um, it's obviously a bit of a, a weird one because normally the League Cup, I wouldn't care, but it would be quite nice to progress and face Man United. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? I'm exactly the same, Eric. Normally, I'm, oh, well, you know, it's nice, but I'd rather we didn't have this game in many ways. Um, Rodrigo Riquelme, will he actually sign for us? Will he be on that pitch? It's a mystery. He trains with us, but then he doesn't train with us. Then he's not allowed to train with us. Then he's in no club photos. Then the manager confirms that he's there. It's a bit of an Inspector Gadget situation going on here, isn't it? Who knows if he's going to sign or not, Sam? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously on paper, it sounds like he'd be a very, very good signing. Um, like one of those, you know, like Neves a few years ago for Wolves, that kind of signing, potentially. Um, but who, who really knows what's going on behind the scenes at this club? Like, bearing in mind before Howe was kind of, you know, uh, dropped down in the hierarchy slightly, um, we were looking at not really signing anyone. And it was very much, we have to sell to bring anybody in. And even then we might not do that. 
Um, and then all of a sudden, how goes in the next day, we're hearing all this talk of, you know, players all over Europe. And, like, um, and it does feel a bit like we've kind of just said, well, we've got a free pass on FFP this year. So let's just go for it and see what we can do. Um, um, you know, players like that, it seems like even if, even if it's on loan, it's still going to be pushing the boat out massively for a club like Reading. But um, yeah, I'd, I don't know is the answer. Um, <laughs> I, I've got to admit, like, there has been a small part of me. I'm mostly excited. I'm mostly like, yeah, cool. Great new players coming through the door, you know. But at the same time, I'm very aware that, like, in two years' time, when FFP kicks in again, obviously we've got a free pass and then we'd, we'd probably have the season after that as well. If we're not in the Premier League by then, we're almost certainly going to take a points deduction. Um, and that could be detrimental to... Because if we get relegated or something, you know, who knows whether the Chinese will hang around or not. So, in fact, screw it. Like, we've had a good day today. I'm not going to go there. But it has worried me a little bit. Um, with, with yeah, you're bringing me time. down, Sam. You're bringing me down. No, I, I want. I, you know, I love it, but it reminds me a bit as well of like, you know, we've we've had big signings coming before. Um, Vidra would be an example of that. I know it's obviously a different level, but a player who is really, really good. But you've just got to hope they fit the system and the squad works for them and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, but I mean, you know, what the hell? Like we haven't had mental signings like this come through the door in a while so yeah let's go for it let's have fun it only last summer <laughs> yeah. no I agree yeah. on your FFB points but yeah no, I totally agree we need to be cautious but I think the, the, the signs are there aren't they we, we, we signed Ajaria permanently which suggests we are going to spend some money at least and obviously judging by today that was a very good decision we're all happy to have him back um, it would be good to get but even you know even if we end up with one or two more just to shore up some of those gaps that we talked about that would be positive and then who knows what could happen um yeah but totally. we got we got to try and be optimistic right it's the first game yeah also if you're a player and you're seeing and we're getting picking up wins you're going to be yeah. more inclined to come we've obviously got this spanking new almost finished training ground that we're at now because of covid there's yeah. more space um, that's going to make you feel happy. We've obviously got the location. I, there are positives, and if we can keep some momentum until October and get a few of those players in, you can only go by what they do. As a fan, you just have to sit back and watch and just hope it all works out. So it's been a positive podcast. Probably the best one on the first day of the season I think I've ever done, actually, and that's pretty great. <laughs> so... I'd like to thank Reading Football Club and in particular Lucas Jow and Obi Ajaria for that. So cheers for listening. And uh, we'll be back after the Luton game maybe, but definitely after the Barnsley game next week. Cheers.